All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Friday, December 1st of 2023 here. Looking ahead, you know, it is our last show of the week. First and foremost, we do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. So if you guys have questions, today is the day to get those questions in and get those questions answered. But looking ahead to today and the weekend here, we have a six-game NBA slate tonight. We have a two-game NHL slate tonight. We have MMA on Saturday, we have college football on Saturday, and we have the NFL Sunday main slate for week 13 on Sunday. So what I like to tell people is that if you guys are not signed up with SaberSim and you want to check us out, we do have a five-day free trial. No better day to start your trial than on Friday. You get access to all of these awesome sports over the weekend here, so I would definitely get your trial started, and there is a link to do that in the description of this video. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and access to the rest of the SaberSim team aside from myself here. So a great place to be if you're trying to grow and get better as a DFS player here. But before we get started, as always, got to remind you guys, get signed up for our weekly max challenge. If you are not already signed up, the link to this page is in the, is in the description. You get access to weekly weekly prizes, season-long prizes. It's completely free. All you got to do is use this enter the challenge button here and then follow these eligibility requirements down here on the bottom. So check those out. Been giving out awesome prizes all season long. We do have an owner's box version as well, which you can find details to in the description. Uh, there is no sign-up link, so just play the owner's box mini-max and the highest finisher wins. But that's how it goes. So we're going to get SaberSim up here. I had one question come in via support here. I have one question in the Discord, but that's it right now. So if you guys have questions, now is a great time to get those in. We'll also have a nice short show. But first question, hey, Andrew, quick question. I am only allowed to play on FanDuel in my state. I've noticed that when I try to pull in contests, I always have to adjust contest settings as far as top percent, win percent, and percent paid. I tried with DraftKings. Seems like the percentages are always correct. Uh, yeah, you're right. So the reason for that is because we don't have the contest data for FanDuel. So like if you go to DraftKings um, and you set up a contest sim, we have all of this contest information because DraftKings allows us to download it. So we're able to properly put in the contest size, the percent deferred, and the percent entries paid to an exact amount here. Unfortunately, with FanDuel, they do not allow us to download their contest information. So we have some general guidelines here about like some default values. If you go to add a contest sim, you know, we're going to put in some default values here, but they might not be perfect. So you might want to uh, come in here and adjust them. So unfortunately, it's a limitation due to our access to FanDuel's information, uh, hopefully something that they change in the future, but I am not holding my breath on that one because they have not done that to this point in time here. But that is why that is the answer to your question. So we'll make sure to get a timestamp recording of this answer back over to you. And I'll just make a note for myself, uh, support question timestamp. But good question to get us started today. Next question here in the Office Hours channel is from Mike and Mike said 
Hey, Andrew, I have more questions about late swap. Can you go over the process with the live sims and how to get them incorporated with your late swapping? Do we need to do anything to get them in the swaps? Thanks for your help. Uh, great question here. Phenomenal question. So so what happens? It, de it depends. So if you are using contest sims, so let's say you go to DraftKings, and I'm just going to go to the main slate for tonight. So let's say I go to make a contest sim, right? When I go to add contest sim, these toggles down here are going to be turned on automatically. Use live sims if available. Use live field lineups if available. If these are toggled on, then you do not need to do anything to get access to the live data, okay? So as long as those are on, you're all set. So when you run your late swap, when you run your builds, like we are going to automatically switch to those sets and you'll be able to see them here. So you're going to get a second column that's going to say SS live. And then when you go into your gear icon, you're going to see Saber Sim, which is the main source projections and then an SS live projection. So you can come in here and see what's being used. But, but the idea is that we automatically switch over to SS live once it's available, once the slate has started and then you just late swap like normal. And then we take care of all of that information when we late swap. All right. Good question there. Uh, looks like Peter was having some trouble getting into the stream. Looks like GM33 helped him out. Thank you very much for that here. Uh, question from Dr. Toy. Question says, I've been running into an issue with late swap. Sometimes I am late swapping a lot of entries. Let's say I start with 300 entries that have 300 unique lineups. I am running the most late swaps per lineup. Okay. But let's say that 15 per lineup. My problem is that I may be left with 296 unique lineups for my entries or some number lower than 300. The pool is larger, let's say 4,500 lineups, but it may be slightly less. Is there a way to force it to keep each entry unique slash not dupe myself? Okay, so really good question here. Um, what I can tell you is that I know that the team is aware of some of these limitations here and we know that they're not ideal. So our team is making a big push right now into continuing to increase the performance of late swap and the functionality of how it works. So like exactly what you're expecting is something that we know customers are experiencing and do not want that to happen. So we're doing things an internal project right now on the backside that is uh, working to fix this here. So I don't have a great update for you right now at the moment. I don't have a way to um, like a, like a workaround right now, but just know that like we've, we've heard this request, we hear your request and it's something that is a priority for our team to improve. And I, I've heard rumblings about, you know, the updates that are going on and they sound really, really cool. So it should address this problem specifically. All right. Question here from Peter. Dr. Toy said, thanks. Yeah, man. Happy to help out. As always, we are always listening to you guys when you guys, uh, you know, give us ideas, whether it be wish list, whether it be support, you know, we're always trying to incorporate those things where we can and make you guys experience better. All right. Um, so I'm having trouble getting Peter's question in here. So let me try it again. So Peter said, last night's NBA slate, 30K, I'm assuming entries, 20 max, 
17 of the top 32, if I'm correct, are Sabersim players. That's sick. I did not know that. Most of the lineups only had one Minnesota player, and I ran the Sims, I ran ROI, and most of my lineups had three to four Minnesota players. Question, did they make certain changes that excluded all those Minnesota players? Why were my lineups coming in with a lot of Minnesota players? And I didn't see that in other lineups. Uh, might be a dumb question, but, well, it's not a dumb question. I think that's okay. So, you know, one thing that happens when you run lineups with Saberson is that the reason that people don't duplicate each other is because we are randomly sampling the Sims. We are picking particular game Sims from each game on the slate, combining them all into a slate simulation, playing that out, and then building the best lineups from there. So what happens is that different people get different groups of Sims. And then from all of the lineups that are created, Saber score goes in or contest Sims go in and then grade those lineups within the contest Sim or against each other via Saber score. And then give you like, hey, from your set of lineups that were created, these are what we think are the best. I can't exactly say like why you got to more Minnesota than other people did uh, per se here. It, it could be, you know, a number of factors. But but just remember that, you know, DFS is, is really a long-term game. Uh, you know, one thing that I always like to talk about here is really like this specific example. And I'll show you guys this. So this, this comes directly from our contest back testing that we did in um, MLB. And, you know, people will like go on losing streaks and say like, oh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm playing bad. I'm playing terrible. Uh, you know, that, that might not be the case, right? Maybe you're looking at your top 1% equity and maybe it's like really good. And maybe you're just running bad. Maybe you're having some variance. So like what all of these lines are, are bankroll simulations from an entire MLB season from somebody playing the $4.20 max the entire season who had a positive win expectation. We expected this player to, to, to win, to, to return a 20% ROI here. And then these are like all the different outcomes that happened. And like, you can see like, Hey, there are seasons where this player lost. There are seasons where this player did super good. This one red line that I've highlighted is like particularly my favorite season my, my favorite line for this player because they were a losing player in terms of actual profit for about a hundred and like 40 days here. And then they had an end of the season bink that took them up. And then they had a small win right at the end of the year where they ended up winning about 5k here. Right. So like this person is probably like struggling, dude. Like they, they just feel terrible. You know, they, you know, nothing is going their way. They just have these small ups and downs. And like, when we say like, Hey, you know, DFS bankrolls are so different than other forms of gambling. Like if you look at like poker, if you look at like sports betting, all of those are like these small, like upward trends, you know, up and down, up and down, kind of small, like maybe it looks like that if you're playing cash games, but like GBPs are super top heavy. So what happens is that you get these spikes of a of a bink of a win and then you lose 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 oh bink lose 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 bink right so like this graph is so different than like other types of graphs and like when we say like hey it only takes you know one to two binks a season to turn you from like a negative player into like a profitable player like this red line is exactly what i'm talking about so like this is why it's so important to exercise bankroll management have good contest selection and play the softest contest that you could possibly play. So like, you know, this graph super cool. 
And then I always say that, hey, you know, you can be the 10th best poker player in the world, but if you're at the table with the other nine, you are now the worst player at the table. So that is an example of why contest selection is so important. But, you know, it's just just a one-night sample, man. Hang in there, you know, continue to do what you're doing. Uh, one thing that we've really been suggesting people do is, you know, spend time in contest flashback the next day, which is why Jordan just released this new video on the YouTube channel. Review your results and study the pros contest flashback walkthrough. This is a great video. I'd highly recommend it. I would work it into your process on a daily basis to go back and then see how your portfolio of lineups did, how the best portfolio of lineups did, uh, what were the differences, how are the top pros playing, even in other contests that you may not be playing, you can still learn from them as well. So there's a lot of opportunity to continue to grow and learn as a DFS player through lots of avenues that we're trying to provide you guys. All right, Carol said, generated lineups are being sorted by projected score by default. How uh, how do you default to Sabre score based on contest sizes, six-game slate, small or large? Yeah, so so that was a bug that was introduced, guys. Uh, we are aware of it where when your lineups are created, uh, the default sorting metric right now is projected score. This is something that will be fixed shortly here. Apologies about that. And then as far as Sabre score, so a small slate is any slate that is two to five games. Large slate is any game. Any slate that is six games or more. And then single game is for all of your showdowns, uh, et cetera, here. So single game is is one game showdown type, two to five game for small slate. Large slate is six plus. So those are your Sabre score uh, thresholds. And then these numbers here are entry sizes for the contest that you're playing, which would match the build settings that you used in the entrance tab. But good clarification question. All right. Next question. Uh, great behind the curtain info. This is so true. I was just explaining that to someone interested in MMA. Last I checked about five months ago, I probably won about uh, 10% of the time. Yeah, no, a 10% ROI is, is very good. And it is a, uh, you know, if you're a long-term 10% ROI winner, I think that's great. Like I've heard top pros say, you know, if you're playing the highest stakes, like, Hey, 10% is, is awesome. Right. I believe I heard uh, Utikow say it on a on an interview, right? And he's one of the best DFS players of all time for sure. So, uh, yeah, you know, our our we spend a lot of time, you know, back testing, doing projects. You know, that's how we build Saber Score. That's how we build our build settings. You know, that's how we do all this work. So a lot goes into that. If you're more interested in, you know, where that graph came from, uh, there are a couple places. So I I pulled it directly from this video, the seven keys to double your NFL DFS ROI in 2023, a video that Jordan did at the beginning of the year. This video builds off of the profit plan video and the profit plan video builds off of our behind the Sims playlist. So we haven't done any behind the Sims videos in a little while here. Uh, but if you go into this playlist, this is actually our first series that we did was this contest selection series. These episodes one through five are basically our discussions and findings throughout that entire backtesting process uh, that led to us creating the profit plan. And then those were some of the graphs that we were analyzing along the way. So you can learn a lot more about that here if you're interested in all of the data and what goes on there. So super cool. All right, question from Carrie Alcole. Uh, Carol said, thanks. Yeah, Carol, happy to help out. All right. Question says, if I sort my lineups by projected score and then sort by contest, 
sort and then sort my contest by entry fee. Will this guarantee that it puts my highest projected lineups in the most expensive entries? If not, what is a good way to do this? Great question. So this is like a uh, so so the answer is 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 no, and the reason for that is because the lineup sorting here and the contest don't determine which lineup goes into which entry. It is the uh, fill method. So if you go, this is like a better video since I don't have a CSV right now. Uh, if you go to our support docs, you got to frequently ask questions. And then I'll just drop this in the chat. So if you go to fill method, and then I'll actually drop it in the Discord as well. What did the different fill methods do? Uh, this will explain the different fill methods between unique rank, unique random, uh, rank, exact. Uh, so that is going to be your answer here. But really what you're looking for in the example that you gave is unique rank. So what unique rank will do is that if you have a list of contest entry fee, highest to lowest, it'll put the number one lineup into the number one contest, the number two lineup into the number two contest, the number three into the number three contest, et cetera, et cetera. So unique rank is going to be your best friend, but this uh, guide here will show you all of the different fill methods and then help you to determine which one is the right one for what you are trying to accomplish. All right. Peter said, thanks. Next question. After running the contest sims, what's the best way to sort, uh, sort by basically. And the answer is R A R O I is our preferred sorting method. So R R A R O I stands for risk adjusted ROI. So basically what happens, and we break it down in this video here, which I'll, I'll drop to you as well, and I'll drop it in the chat. But really what happens is that when we release contest sims, risk-adjusted ROI was not a metric. We would just return the normal contest sim metrics here, which is ROI, win rate, cash rate, ROI standard deviation. And then I think we added dupes later. Um, but what happens is that what our AROI does is it looks at all of those metrics that are generated and then gives the lineup a score. So it's not coming directly from the contest sim. It is analyzing the contest sim metrics that were created and then figuring out which one is going to be the best. So it's balancing ROI with lineup variance, with the with, with the range of outcomes of the lineup, the lineup distribution, and giving you a risk-adjusted score, still taking into account how likely this lineup is to be positive ROI. So that is why we suggest using risk adjusted ROI, but good question. And with that, we are all caught up with questions in the discord and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We will be right back here Monday, 2 PM Eastern for our next show. So until I see you all, uh, good luck this weekend. Hope you guys win a lot of money and take care. I'll see you guys then. Thanks. Bye.